Good morning, and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Hearing, and that's my fine wife, Beth, on this terrific Tuesday. Thursday. Yeah, it's still a T word. Still a T word. Terrific. Thursday. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about five things God will never do with money. Mm. That is true. It's time for true confessions. There was a time when our personal finances was a mess. We were drowning in a sea of debt, late fees, and overdraft charges. We were robbing Peter to pay Paul. In fact, we were also hitting up Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> and truth That's be our, told. Yes. Even though we'd read dozens of books on motivation, success, and even personal finances, we obviously did not know how to put this information to work. Something was going to have to change, or we were going to be struggling forever. The aha moment came when we met Brother John Avanzini, whose teaching turned our financial lives around. The thing we finally figured out was that wealth has as much or more to do with obedience to God as it does with math. Understanding what God says about money well, we found changing our mindset about money to embrace God's principles actually opened the windows of heaven on our behalf, and then God honored our willingness to walk in obedience to his word. God wants us to live well. As your heavenly Father, God's desire is to see you healthy and wealthy in every way. Otherwise, Third John 2 would not say, go ahead. Beloved, I wish above all things thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Even as thy soul prospereth. That's the key. That's it. He wants us to live the good life now. Deuteronomy 8.18 very clearly proclaims that God has given us the power to get wealth. God promised Abraham and all the generations to come as they followed his plan that they and we would be rooted and grounded financially so that no economic problems could ever uproot or overthrow the orderly operation of that covenant on earth. So not only does he give us the promise of wealth, he says it won't be affected by the economic ups and downs on the earth. As much as God wants the best for us, the enemy will try to steal it in subtle ways. There's an evil influence present in the world that wants to separate us from our money. Why? If he can talk us out of our money, we no longer will be effective in fulfilling his plan on earth. God's but, plan. God's plan. That's right. But remember, God knows everything and has an answer for every problem. We seek him for every answer we'll be so much better off. Yes. God gives us the principles to stay out of debt. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, They have no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God, I like the, we like those two words. Yes, we do. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able to bear. Mm -hmm. But will, will, but will with the temptation also 
of escape. Yes. That ye may be able to may be able to bear it. Yes. God wants our money to be working for us, not against us. And here are five things God will never do with money. One, God will never use money to worry us. If a Christian is worried, frustrated, and upset about money, God is not in control. God said that worry is not in his plan for our lives. There are so many scriptures, but let me give you Matthew 6.25. Matthew 6.25, classic amplified, says, Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, worried about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater in quality than food and the body far above and more excellent than clothing? In addition, Philippians 4, 6, 4, 6, he also gives us this in the classic Amplified. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Listen, yes. you know how it says continue to make your wants? You know, when you are presenting your petitions before the Lord, um, it's just not said done. The next day you go, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you are. And then you repeat those things to him. If we're relying on the Holy Spirit guidance, he will supply all of our needs just as he's promised. Because Philippians 4.19 promises. Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's a whole set of principles on how we can and that's what we're, and, and the principles of the Lord being put to good use will bring you the answer. We need to concentrate on what the Lord says and not what the world is yes. coming against us with. Absolutely. Number two, God will not use money to corrupt us. Although God will not use money to corrupt us, the Bible warns us not to let Satan deceive us through financial snares. Mm. James chapter 4, verse 3 and 6. 4, verses 3 and 6. You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisted the proud, but give grace unto the humble. Money is for movement. By living God's principles, we're blessed without falling for the enemy's wiles. We can never hear this. We can never outgive God. Whenever we put whatever we plan into the king, multiplies, he multiplies it back to us. After all, seed time and harvest were his ideas. Genesis 8 22. 8 22. That's right. Galatians 6 7. 6 7. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. Mm. Number three, God will never use money to build our egos. Let me tell you, pride is the ultimate flesh walk. Money does not corrupt anyone. It merely reveals the character that already lives in that individual. Walking with God is a change that begins inside before it ever appears on the outside. True. 
God is not against us having good things. He's just against good things having us. When we live in this world, in the flesh, and we take nothing, you know, well, let's put it this way. We're going to live for the flesh. If the flesh, the world wants us to live for the flesh. But when, let me put it this way, when we leave this world, we're not taking anything with us. All we will have in eternity are the treasures we've laid up in heaven. And those treasures are not deposited by human ego, but rather by the humility and the working of God's principles in our lives. So if we really truly want to have a eternal life full of goodness, we need to be building that right now. That is so true. Number four, God will not cause Christians to hoard. There's a distinct difference between saving and hoarding. Saving is biblically recommended in order to prepare for what inevitably lies ahead. Proverbs 21.20, living Bible. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. Hoarding is putting, a, hoarding is putting money aside for accumulation purposes alone. Hoarding prevents Christians from seeing the needs of others. James chapter 2. James chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food each day, and one of you says to him goodbye, keep yourself warm and well-fed without giving him the necessities for the body, what good does that do? So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, acts of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power inoperative, dead. The Message Bible translation of James 2.17 says, It is obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense. Mm-mm, that's pretty clear. Number five, God will not use money to satisfy every whim and desire we have. God is displeased when our focus concentrates heavily on ourselves instead of blessing other people. James 4, 3, which we'd already talked about, but this, in a, in a sense, really gives it the sum. Ye ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your own lusts. Look, we are blessed by God to be a blessing. Proverbs eleven twenty four eleven twenty four says this, There are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. There are those who withhold more than is fitting, or what is justly due, but it results only in want. If we can get our focus and our mind on blessing other people, we won't have to worry about being blessed ourselves. We'll have so much I call seed in the ground. Our lifestyles need to be guided by the Holy Spirit, not determined by the lifestyles of other people. God has promised that he would meet all our needs and provide abundance so that we can help others. Remember, abundance is the freedom to receive heaven's resources so we can be a blessing to others. It is when we accept and activate this principle that God really multiplies our abundance as well. So let's review the five things God will never do with money. One, God will never use money to worry us as a final thought. Two, God will not use money to corrupt us. Three, God will never use money to build our egos. Four, God will not cause Christians to whore. And five, God will not use money to satisfy every whim and desire. God's word says, trust him, test him, 
That's Malachi 3.10. So that you'll know how much he wants to bless you. To achieve God's best, we must apply what he says. Information without application leads to frustration. Proverbs 25.12, the Living Bible. Where is the man who fears the Lord? God will teach him how to choose. The best. Choose the best. I love that. Christians who are not experiencing peace in financial matters, maybe they need to stop and reevaluate. Who's in control of my financial decisions? Who's directing my path? Am I being by, controlled by God or by my own desires or by things that I think are right, but they're not biblical? So what are the consequences of my attitudes and my actions? Point being is, the Lord does stuff differently than we do. He might take your last $15 and say, so 10 of it. And, but his, his ways are always better than our ways. Just listen for his voice. Isaiah 26.3 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Amen. We need to ask ourselves, who do we trust? Who are we trusting in this? Are we willing to step into God's plan for our finances? Do we want to find wealth and fulfillment greater than we've ever dreamed? Then we're going to have to apply God's principles. And think on these things. Amen. It's important. Well, if you're blessed by the teaching or the ministry or both, go to haroldherring.com, click the button that says, So we'll see. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sow. Do what he says. That's all we ever ask. And <clears throat> thank you for those who are so faithful to give into the ministry to help us do what we need to do. It's a blessing. It is huge. Huge. That's right. Well, until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Yes, we Bye-bye.